0: Thank <laughs> good morning welcome to worship i'm tempted to say we're purple today for the state champion north kitsap viking but it's for lent so (laughs) i did go to the game in yakima yesterday it's great great very very exciting so welcome to worship in jesus name in this season of lent we invite you to fully participate we'll have some guidance throughout the service for some modifications we're making in this time, so um, we rejoice that we're here, and I invite you to please stand. Welcome, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The season of Lent is a time to reflect on our need for God's grace, our need for wholeness, our need for restoration in our relationships, our need for God's presence in our lives. Please join in a few moments of silence as we come before God and prepare our hearts and minds for worship. broken world we come to you
1: Lord have mercy have mercy Lord have mercy help
0: us save us come to
1: us now Amen.
0: in the name of Jesus and for his sake declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sin. Amen. Thanks be to God. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
2: Let us pray. O God, our leader and guide, in the waters of baptism you bring us to new birth to live as your children. Strengthen our faith in your promises, that by your Spirit we may lift up your life to all the world through your Son Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
1: Um, you
0: may be seated, and we have some children here today. Oh, there's are still
3: <laughs> You and me, girl, come on. <clears throat> oh, there we go. We got the great kids. Good morning. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. So, I want to tell you a story from the Hebrew scriptures from the Old Testament. And it's well, it's one you might have heard before, but it's kind of important as we hear what Jesus has to say today. So, back when the people were enslaved in Egypt, God chose Moses, you probably remember him, and used Moses to get the people out of slavery
1: and over over across the
3: the They went through the Red Sea, that's right. And then God gave them the Ten Commandments and they wandered in the wilderness because they didn't believe God could get them into the promised land. And so God says, you guys are going to have to go to school out there in the wilderness for 40 years. And they wandered. And one of the things that happened when they wandered is that the people did bad stuff and so um, as like punishment or a result of that, there were all these snakes and they got bit and they would die. But God put, had Moses put a, a snake on a pole. Have you ever seen the symbol for medicine? It's got a snake on it. That's where that comes from. And, and when that was held up, if the people looked at that snake on that pole, they were made better. Isn't that wild? It's really interesting. Well, Jesus is going to say something about him, Jesus being lifted up, and us looking to him. And that's what I want you to know, is that you can look to Jesus all the time, anytime. and he'll just knock you right over because he's so powerful. All right. You can look to Jesus when you're scared, when you're worried, when you're upset. You look to Jesus, and he will give you help. Okay? Let's pray. Thank you God for these children. Bless them today. May they know how precious they are to us, and especially to you in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks, guys.
4: is from Genesis chapter 12. The Lord said to Abram, "Go from your country. And your kindred and your father's house, the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. The word of the Lord.
2: Thanks
3: be to God.
4: The second reading is from Romans chapters 4 and 13. What then are we to say was gained by Abraham, our ancestor according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now to one who works, wages are not reckoned as a gift, but as something due. But to one who without works trusts him, to justi- who justifies the ungodly, such faith is reckoned as righteousness. For the promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void, for the law brings wrath. But where there is no law, neither is there violation. For this reason, it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham. For he is the father of all of us, as it is written, I have made you the father of my nations. In the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. The word of the Lord. but you do not know where it comes or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered him, are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord.
3: For God so loved the world. Nicodemus, a leader of his people, a follower of the law, an expert in the scriptures, a devoted person of God, comes to Jesus at night. Now, is this because he's afraid of what his peers are going to think about him coming to this rabbi that was not a popular rabbi amongst the leaders, even right out of the gate, you could say? Was he afraid of what they would think? Did he come to trip Jesus up with his question or with a question? Or is it the evangelist John's way of telling us that this is Nicodemus coming out of the dark into the light? Regardless, Nicodemus comes to Jesus and he comes to him with a lot of uncertainty. That got me thinking about how we come to Jesus today. Don't we come with a lot of uncertainty, to say nothing about the COVID-19 scare and outbreak, how it's affecting our society, our economy, the loss of life, the worries. We come to Jesus with those fears today, but we come with, to Jesus with all kinds of hopes and expectations. It would be fun just to have everybody write down what your hopes are today. I hope you're hoping for something. Joss Chen, a pastor who works in particular with millennials in a ministry in Oregon, says that when it comes to teens and young adults, he says they're asking where they belong, how they are significant, how to deal with anxiety, and what to do with their loneliness. We come to Jesus looking for a place to belong, wondering how we are significant in the world. We come to Jesus with anxieties and certainly with a sense of being cut off and a profound sense of loneliness. Well, I think even though that was a description of young people, I think there's a a lot of truth of that for all of us. Maybe you come to Jesus today with a certain amount of skepticism. I love it when people come with some skepticism. I think maybe that is even the way um, Nicodemus comes. It seems like he's kind of a believer but not. Maybe you come to Jesus tired. Maybe you've been worshiping your whole life in church and and you come to Jesus today pretty um, indifferent, not indifferent, but just pretty even keel. You don't have great hopes. You don't have low hopes. You're just, you're moving through. Maybe you come to Jesus today having lost lots of battles this week for your higher self to take control versus that other part of you that gets the best of us. Maybe you come having lost a few battles this week. Well, worried or scared or broken. We do come to Jesus, and we want to hear him say something to us that will help us. Nicodemus comes um, with this kind of partial faith, a nice compliment. We know you couldn't do the things you do without, you know, being from God. And Jesus stops him in his tracks. We have a little funny saying in our family that came out of... um, a class that Becca took at UW. She had a professor, and she really liked this professor. He was a fun professor to listen to a a little... I get the sense that he was little, and he had, you know, big glasses. And and she remembered a student coming up to talk to him after class, and the student used his first name. And, you know, the student was going to ask a question and use his first name, and he just said, let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. (laughs) well Jesus almost says to Nicodemus let me stop you right there let me stop you right there and in fact then he says you know you have to be born from above to enter the kingdom of heaven huh what this throws Nicodemus into a spin how can you be born again you can't go back into the mother's womb and Nicodemus actually has a good point there, and of course he serves as a foil, as a lot of the characters do who don't get it, and we get to hear from the woman at the well next week. But Jesus is in essence saying, Nicodemus, I know you want to focus on these things, but let me tell you what is important to focus on. You've got all these concerns, all these worries, just like we've got all of our worries and concerns that we bring to Jesus. And Jesus seems to say today, let me stop you right there. This is what you need to be concerned about. A new beginning, a new birth, being born from above. Now, Nicodemus was born into evidently a pretty good situation. He's a leader among his people. He's an expert in the law. He's a Pharisee. He's a part of the ruling group of folks. Um, So he's in a good stature, in a good stead, maybe not in Roman society, but certainly in his Jewish world. He's pretty high up. He's just fine with his birth. And in the ancient world, your position, your stature, your significance depended completely and 100% on to whom you were born. If you were born to... A parents of low honor, you stayed there your whole life. If you were born to parents and the family of high honor, you stayed there your whole life. You had to really work hard to mess that up. And you couldn't go back and forth very, very much like we think of in our society. So Nicodemus is fine, and and Jesus says, you've got to be born from above. In other words, Nicodemus is thinking, I'm a child of Abraham. I'm a keeper of the law. Do you remember what Paul said in the second reading today about who's righteous, who's just? Is it the one that keeps the law, or is it the one who has faith? That's what Paul is wrestling with. And Nicodemus is saying, I keep the law. I'm a leader. I love the law. And I'm not just insincere about it. I love God's law, and I study it day and night. And, I th- and I'm fine. And now Jesus is saying, no, you need another birth than the one you received. You need another birth. And so, of course, this is troubling to Nicodemus. And he'll say, how can this be? It seems silly. And then Jesus says, starts talking about the spirit being born not of physical birth but of water and the spirit and he said so it is with anyone who's born of the spirit the spirit blows where it wills it comes and it goes and you don't know and the word in greek as it is in hebrew for spirit is wind it, they mean this that they're the same thing it's the same word and so just like the wind blows the spirit blows you know what this is saying to nicodemus nicodemus your birth is not something you can create, you can, you can achieve, you can um, bring about yourself. It's a pure gift. It's God's election. It's God. The Spirit blows where it wills. You, don't, you can't control it. You can't make a decision for it. You can't make it happen. And this is troubling to Nicodemus. How does, how does this new birth happen that Jesus wants us to be concerned about? Well, he goes on and he refers to that Old Testament story where the serpent was put on the pole and people looked at it and they lived. And Jesus says, so must the Son of Man, which is a reference to him, be lifted up that all who look upon him, all who look upon him would be healed, would be saved, would be born from above. This is what we need to be concerned about, I'm with you. I got lots of concerns. I got lots of worries. I mean, your leadership is concerned about the drop in financial support for our congregation, as I as I am. We're trying to figure it out. We're going to have a, a a program later on in the month to help you make a commitment so we can keep this ministry going. I've got those worries. I've got worries about my kids, of course. We all have that, right? We've got worries about um, our friends and neighbors, and we've got so many things that we think about. It's tax season, and man, I haven't got mine done. Have you? Oh, no. Um, So, you know, we've got these concerns, but Jesus says, let me stop you just for a minute. This is what you need to focus on, where you need to be looking, and that is to the cross. To Jesus lifted up for you. When you believe in Him, you have a new birth. Now, there's a little detail though I left out. We've got our font right there. Jesus says, born of water and the Spirit. I don't know if Nicodemus would have got that. I mean, they did have ritual bathing before they did lots of things in their religious community. But, but for us, for John's hearers, for those that the evangelists wrote, we can't help but think about baptism. And what I want to proclaim to you is that when you were brought to the waters of the font, you were born, Not you were, you were given a new birth. You were reborn. <laughs> born from above by water and the Spirit, the Spirit came to you. You know, you might think, well, why these texts in Lent? Well, Lent is a time, 40 days, where we look at baptism. It used to be people prepared for 40 days to be baptized just before Easter. But now, for us, so many who are already baptized, we go back to baptism. And we think about that, and we, we get re-rooted in that identity. And so what I want to proclaim to you and call you to remembrance is that you are born from above when you were baptized you were born from above you were given a new identity not one that you created not one that you achieved but one that God gave you as a gift the Holy Spirit chose you the Holy Spirit knows you the Holy Spirit has come to you and is coming to you again and again and again as you live in the promise of your baptism I've told this story many many times but I'm sure you don't remember it so I'll tell it again My good friend in seminary had an old El Camino, and he had a a wonderful bumper sticker on the back. And it was a Hare Krishna bumper sticker. And it said, born again and again and again and again and again. Of course, Hare, Hare Krishna folks believe in reincarnation. We do not. But we do believe that being born from above is not just a one-time deal. It's a one-time and then your whole lifetime. And so we are born again and again as we come to the supper, as We remember our baptism as you hear the word preached as the Holy Spirit comes to you. What I want to tell you today is God knows your name and he's chosen you. And you, I want to just tell you the good news. You are born from above by the Holy Spirit. Last week, I did Kids Word, and I, there was a wonderful little gift because I, you know, I love to s- tell Bible stories for kids, and so I got to do that, and I got to know some names of some children that are newer to our church, and, and I didn't know their names, and, and the gift was that later in the, in the service, during communion, as the kids came up and they knelt with their parents... Um, and I gave the sign of the cross because these kids are doing their first communion this year. I gave the sign of the cross, and as I kept on, and I said their name, each one of them, as I gave the sign of the cross, and I kept going, and I heard the one little girl say to her dad, he knows my name. (laughs) In the midst of all your worries and all our worries... God knows your name. You are born from above. You have his seal upon your forehead, child of God, inheritor of eternal life. What do you do? Keep looking to Jesus. Amen.
0: together in trust and hope we confess our faith. I believe in God
1: the Father Almighty. Almighty.
0: of Lent, we would like to invite you to join in prayer with us. We will raise a petition, and then there will be a time of silence for you to offer your prayers before God. We also invite you to refer to page 15 in your bulletin for names in our community who are in need of prayer in this time. Let us pray.
2: God, we pray for our country. Our government, leaders, schools, and communities, we pray to you. Lord, we pray for our world, for world leaders, for those who are hurting and for those in need. We lift our world to you. we pray for those in our lives who grieve, who are ill in body, mind, or spirit, for the needs of those we love, including all who are on our bulletin prayer list. We pray to you. mercy, gather all of our prayers, and shower us with all the gifts you so love to give, your peace, your grace, your forgiveness, your healing, and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
0: Tom and I will demonstrate a way to share the peace in this time, if you so like. Yep. <laughs> peace of the Lord be with you all.
2: And also with you. Peace, Here's the. Uh, we gotta demonstrate that. Okay. I'll do that after. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah. Bad example. Bad example we need some of this
0: That. This ministry card gives you an opportunity to sign up. Um, one ministry that I do want to highlight today is our youth auction, which is a week from today. Hopefully, you will be able to attend. It's such a fun event. Of course, supports a great, great. Um, ministry, our youth going to Costa Rica to do a feeding program called Rice and Beans and run a vacation Bible school for some village children. Um, You can make a table reservation out in the narthex today, and we're also going to be auctioning, uh, doing something called a wine dash, so if you'd like to donate at at least a $10 value bottle of wine for the auction, we'll do something kind of fun that... I've done it lots of options. Maybe some of you have too. So anyway, invite you to participate in that way if you would like. As we prepare for our offering today, we lift up all of the ministries here at SLC and in the community and thank you for supporting them. We worship with our offering. God of light, we give these offerings in gratitude and faith, trusting that you will provide for our needs. We give these offerings in hope, knowing you can use them to spread your love in this world. And with these offerings, we give ourselves. May we live with generous hearts and open hands. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is, right to give our to grace. it is right, our duty and a joy that all the time and everywhere we should give our thanks and praise to you God, through our Savior Jesus. You call us to cleanse our hearts and prepare with joy for the Easter feast, that renewed in the gift of our baptisms, we may come to the fullness of your grace. And so now we join with the choirs of angels with your faithful worshiping you throughout this earth and the hosts of heaven as we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Now we remember the night Jesus was betrayed, how he took bread and gave thanks, broke it and then gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us pray as Jesus taught us. These are God's gifts for you. As you receive communion today at the altar rail, know that if you have concerns about dipping the bread in the wine or juice, you are welcome to receive communion in just one kind, which means just the bread. It's completely up to you. So we do welcome you all to the table. Kamal is ready.
1: Amen. Please
0: stand. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen.
2: God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Lord.
1: Amen.
0: And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
2: We are grace-filled, go in peace and serve the Lord.